Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi and I am your host. And in my headphones, my voice sounds weird, but on the recording, it sounds fine. So I am going to continue on. This is episode 201. Uh, Like I said last week, I didn't think I'd make it to 200 episodes. I hoped I would. Pretty proud of that. You know who else I'm proud of is Dale. Dale has been a Patreon supporter of this podcast since October 2018. He is also the host of the Making Tracks podcast, which you can find a link in the show notes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I don't see why I couldn't. A new Model 3 owner. So congratulations to Dale. Dale, thank you very much for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. If you would like to join Dale and all the other great Patreon supporters, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt, and you'll find information there on how to support the show. All of the money that comes from the Patreon feed goes right back into the show. None of it goes into my own pocket to buy personal items or to pay for my rent or anything like that. It all goes back to make the show better. So all of the patrons, I want to extend my sincere thank you because it really does mean a lot. This is going to be a unique show in that it's an all Tesla show. I did not have any, there was no other third party EV news that I was like, that's really compelling. There was stuff out there that was like, I could probably talk about that, but let's see how it kind of develops before we start talking about it. So yeah, so this is a 100% Tesla show, Uh, our Patreon exclusive content this week. We're going to do some clips. Elon was talking to a bunch of Chinese AI researchers, and basically they asked him questions, and then he gave his answers. And we're going to listen to some of them, and I'll comment on them as well. And... Having said that, let's jump into the show. Tesla has scheduled its Q2 2020 earnings call for July 22nd. My best guess is that we're going to find out some more information on what they're looking for in a location for a new Gigafactory. And we have some updates on that in the show. And then in addition to that, the UK electrical utility deal. I'm guessing we'll find out a little bit more about that because that seems like something analysts should ask, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem important? It seems important to me. Along the same lines, the Tesla shareholder meeting and battery day will be held on September 22nd at Tesla's Fremont factory. Initially, I think they scheduled this for September 15th, but it looks like it's going to be done in person and uh, live streamed on the 22nd of September. I also expect this is going to be an extremely busy day for me, and I'm looking forward to it. 
Twitter user Tesla Owners asked Elon, I'm going to guess that's Australia since it's AUS, asked Elon on Twitter, if when the turn signal is on, can the side camera that the turn signal is on, so if you have the left signal on, the left side camera, display that whole side of the car on the dash display, take that up full screen. I think this is a brilliant idea. I drive a fire truck. One of the fire trucks that I drive actually has this feature, and it is invaluable in terms of not killing somebody in my blind spot. So there are times when you're just like, you know, I thought I saw somebody in my blind spot, but I can't really tell. Before you move over, you just check that screen to make sure that that whole side is clear. I would imagine that this is almost, if not the same amount of importance for somebody who's driving a Tesla. You don't want to hit somebody or hurt somebody. And obviously, if you're in a fire truck, you hurt them way worse. So I'm all for this. And I think that's a a great feature. And Elon said, yeah, that makes sense. So it's going to coming to an update near you, Tesla owners. Elon has hinted that Tesla may build another factory in Asia. We don't have any more specifics than that. But I think this is a good strategy. It makes sense. Most Asian countries are right-hand drive. And, you know, China is uh, left-hand drive. Am I doing that right? Yeah. It would make sense that they would have a factory that just produces right-hand drive vehicles. And my best guess on this is it'll be Korea because, you know, Korea's already got some major uh, automotive manufacturers and like Kia and Hyundai there. So if they want to go where the talent is, uh, Korea, I think, would be the best place to go if I were Tesla. Let's see. Tesla has reduced the warranty on its media control unit and touchscreen. So the old warranty was four years or 50,000 miles. The new York, the new York, the new warranty is two years or 25,000 miles. And honestly, I don't understand why this has a mile restriction. It's not a moving part. It's a computer. So it doesn't make any sense. It should just be two years, four years, three years or whatever. But this is kind of coming about because in the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is investigating Tesla over some issues with the MCU, which is the media control unit. And it's difficult to imagine that, like I said, this isn't in response directly to that investigation. You know, I can't imagine if there was a problem with the MCU or the touchscreen, how much money that's going to cost. I can't imagine that that's cheap. And on the surface, because I don't fully understand why Tesla is doing this, but on the surface, if it's why I think they are, uh, then this is very disappointing because it's not good for the consumer. Maybe Tesla will will address this reason at the next earnings call. But honestly, if there wasn't a problem with the MCUs or the touchscreens, I don't see why Tesla would reduce the warranty. Like there's got to be a reason why they're doing it. And it, it doesn't on the outside seem like it's good for the customer. Electric wrote a story about Volvo buying a Model Y uh, manufactured at the Fremont plant. And then they brought it to Sweden to reverse engineer it, allegedly. Elon commented on the story, said Berlin Model Y is the one to watch. This is a revolution in automotive engineering, finally. So that's what Elon said. So the German Model Y is going to be better built than the one in the US. And honestly, I don't know that I want to know that information, if I'm being honest. Like, I would like to just live in a world where I'm thinking that my car is the best one built if I bought a Model Y and not the German one. But You know, as these factories come online, they can put newer technology in. It makes sense 
that the newest Gigafactory is going to have the best technology and therefore be producing the better cars and then the other factories will catch up. Someone also asked Elon if they're going to build a small hatchback EV and Elon replied, probably a good one to design and engineer in Germany. So a smaller version of the Model 3 or the Model Y. And my hunch is, is Tesla's already working on that EV and it will just, you know, be something that they sell in the European market, something like the VW Golf, because there's a lot of vehicles in Europe about that size. It seems to be popular there. And it's, you know, to be honest, it's pretty popular here. But in either case, it seems like a, a smart decision. And again, something that Tesla's probably already working on. Tesla hired Michael Rahini, Rahani, I'm going to say Rahani, as the new product manager for Supercharger user experience and strategy. Rahani was formerly the senior product manager manager for Apple Card and Apple Cash. Can I argue that those two products are a success? I can't personally imagine what they're going to improve on in the supercharger experience. I mean, I don't know what you can improve on other than speeding up the charging process or, you know, making it easier for people to get in and out of a charger if it's if there's a lot of people at one particular charger. Having said that, I don't own a Tesla and I have very limited experience driving Teslas or using superchargers. I have driven a Tesla and used superchargers a couple of times. I just don't have the the knowledge the in-depth knowledge of what it's like day in, day out at a supercharger. So my imagination's limited there. Oh, man. Uh, hard things to pronounce. Fadawadio <laughs> Renewable Ventures, we're just going to call it FRV, and Harmony Energy have commissioned Tesla to build one of the largest battery storage plants in, in the southern UK. Tesla will be installing six megapack batteries for a total of 15 megawatt hours and using their auto bidder software to sell electricity back to Southern Electric Power. This is similar to how the Hornsdale Power Reserve project works in Australia, which has been very successful. Like I mentioned before, the system's going to use the auto bidder software, which basically just does the real-time trading and control platform for power. We're going to keep an eye on this story. Like I said at the top of the show, I feel like there's more information. There's another shoe that's going to drop in terms of what Tesla's up to because it sounds like they've planned quite a few of these little battery installations around UK, but we'll wait for either battery day or the earnings call to hear more information. Speaking of batteries, though, Tesla's filed a battery patent. It's called lithium metal or anode free battery cells. You know what? It's a patent. I've been trying to hold back and not talk quite as much about patents because companies patent everything. If somebody has an idea, it gets patented, just period. So as close as we are to battery day, it's only a few months away. I'm not going to really go into this in great detail because I think that we'll get a clearer picture of what Tesla's up to on battery day. Actually, no, we'll get a clearer picture. And then after that, we can start adding in the the patent speculations but once we kind of have a roadmap as to where tesla is going then you know we'll talk more about battery patents in the future because i do like battery technology i think it's very interesting i mentioned at the top of the show that elon spoke or answered questions at the world artificial intelligence conference this year he did this over a skype or zoom some sort of video conferencing but in that conference he said that Tesla was close to having level five autonomy and it could be the basic functionality, excuse me, could be finished this year and notice the basic functionality that doesn't 
I don't necessarily that that means that it's feature complete. I just mean, I think it means that the bones are there. We just need to work on, on kind of putting some things together. I'm sure there are a lot of small issues that need to be addressed before Tesla can call this full level five autonomy. And I'd be very surprised if we saw full self-driving by the end of the year. I just don't think that's a possibility. Even, you know, putting aside the regulation from governments, it's just in general, having that technology finished by the end of the year doesn't sound like it would, uh, that doesn't sound like it's going to happen. So this level five basic functionality that Elon's talking about, that's going to be like a milestone for internal testing, not, not for regular consumers to go out and, and start using we're going to talk more about this in the Patreon feed exclusive, but I just wanted to mention it because I did think it was important to get a gauge as to how close Tesla is to level five autonomy since they mentioned it. All right, moving on. Two episodes ago, we listened to Travis County officials discuss whether or not Tesla should be giving tax incentives to build their next gigafactory outside of Austin. Travis County officials just recently, they had two nights of debate but postponed a final vote until next week. One of the major concerns raised was giving large companies tax incentives. And I think uh, people in general are just kind of tired of these sweetheart deals that are going to large companies because, you know, you and I and other small businesses and individuals, we're paying, you know, a pretty decent amount in taxes and these companies come in and they're like, hey, we'll put our plant here, but we want tax incentives for 30 years. And I'm not saying they're not paying their fair share because you can argue that these companies are bringing in some value and boost the economy locally. But uh, just in general, I think the feeling of regular folks in small businesses is, you know, enough already with these tax incentives. Maybe you give a company tax incentives uh, for a couple of years, but these multi-decade tax incentives, in my opinion, takes advantage of the community. Now, having said that, I do think that there is a reason to give tax incentives. I just think these long drawn out tax incentive packages that states and localities are offering businesses overall um, may not always be best for the community. There are examples when it is, and there are examples when it hasn't been so so great for the community. Moving on to the actual news and less about my opinion, Tesla has made an agreement with the Del Val Independent School District. In the article I read, it said that the proposed factory site was going to be on the school district's land. I wasn't clear, based on this article that I read, if the factory was going to go actually on land that the school district owned, or if it was just that the factory was in the school district and had to pay school taxes to the school district. I was a little unclear on that. But in any case, the agreement is set to cap the value of the land for 10 years, which I think 10 years is reasonable, but it will reportedly save Tesla $68 million, which is a you know, pretty good chunk of change in that 10 years. While all this was happening with the agreements with the Del Val Independent School District and the Travis County officials uh, discussing whether or not to give Tesla these incentives, Elon spent some time in Oklahoma looking over another potential site. I'm sure that this adds pressure to both cities to make sure they make the best deal possible with Tesla. And some of it might be a little bit of theater. 
ultimately, wherever this new Gigafactory is built, I hope the deal that everyone agrees to works out for all parties involved, including ancillary parties that aren't directly involved in this, like you know, surrounding businesses, they get propped up and new businesses are built around Tesla being there. That would be great uh, wherever it happens to be. I still happen to think that Georgia is in a fantastic uh, location for the Tesla Gigafactory. And if you want to know my reasons, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. And with that, that is our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. There's a lot of new listeners. I want to welcome you. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you to the folks who continue to listen, and thank you to the Patreon supporters who support this show. I appreciate all of you, and it really means a lot to me that this show is growing and that we have such great listeners. You have no idea. Uh, Every time I get an email, I get excited about answering it and and getting to know you guys more. So again, you can email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. My Twitter account is at 918digital. You can DM me. They're open. My DMs are open. Just slide into my DMs. Um, Have a great week, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.